Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first official episode of the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, and with me is the founder, creator of RedRiverHorror.com, Mr. Eddie Kayazov. Hi, Ed. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for uh, pronouncing my name right. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone whose name is never pronounced right, I think I may even mispronounce my own name right there in the intro, so I don't know. But hey. <laughs> Welcome to the first official episode. Um, let's let's get ro- let's just get right into it. So we started with a poll on Twitter and asking people on Facebook, and we got some conflicting results. So do you want to fill fill us in? Yeah, sure. So I mean, it was a good idea. We put the poll up on Twitter because Twitter is people we don't really know mm-hmm. that well. Yes. So Jaws, and and by the way, very good selections on the first uh, the first three films you offered out to be. Well, thanks. I chosen. thought so too. Yeah. Except for that one person. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, this it being July and extremely hot, yeah. the week of July twenty sixth. By the way, twenty twenty. But anyway, you're... but you're you're right. So you you let the people decide what they wanted to hear first about. Yeah. And you gave Jaws, Friday the 13th, and Sleepaway Camp. Jaws on Twitter had won with 40% of the vote. Friday the 13th, 30%. And Sleepaway Camp, 30% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Now, all these films have strong fan bases. So the Twitter poll was people we didn't really know. Correct. On Facebook, however, things changed. Mm-hmm. And Sleepaway Camp was the resounding winner after the uh, votes that we put. We put up a post on Red River Horror's uh, official Facebook page. You and I both shared it. We know the people on Facebook a little better. And and surprisingly, I think they want to hear a little more about Sleepaway Camp because they know the other two so well. Right. And it was an overwhelming response on Facebook for Sleepaway Camp. Where So when this gets tweeted out, it's like, no offense, but Sleepaway Camp won on the other platform heavily. Right. Um, But with that being said... You know, my love for Jaws, it, it, it runs deep, as deep as the ocean. Sure. <laughs> um, but you can you can bust me for a bad joke. It's okay. No, that's okay. I, I, I missed it initially. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I didn't have to bring it back up. So, no, I like Jaws so much that I'll, we were just talking about it, doing a deep uh, doc kind of thing, like a narration documentary style of the production of the Jaws and the Jaws series that came from it. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I mean, as as big as Jaws was and all the lists we watched on cable growing up about mm-hmm. the top horror movie moments and things like that, I've still never seen it. Yeah, I know. I, can't, I still can't <laughs> believe that. So it's, it's, it's my love of, I guess, like the, yeah. the shark and fear thing didn't really come until later yeah. uh, when I didn't have cable TV and they were showing those like Shark Week type clips on Discovery Channel, so that's so the the love of summer and sharks and all that fun stuff came very late for me because you know I'm a I'm a I'm a Halloween autumnal type, right? Yeah, so. no, you've always, you're the slasher guy, yeah, slasher, and then you know even like some of the the paranormal stuff too, right? Which is always fun. So these were good choices, I think, to kick us off. Jaws, uh, one on Twitter again, Sleepaway Camp overwhelmingly on Facebook, but the three films that Joe gave to the audience were Jaws, Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. and Sleepaway Camp. It doesn't mean we're not going to touch them in the future, no. but today we are going to talk about Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp, it is. So, um, and it, the other thing is with the first two, it's like you know they both have a rich history. Obviously, we'll cover them because this is a horror 
horror-based, <laughs> you know, website. Right. And a horror-based podcast. Though the podcast, we might end up doing some alternative-type things. So we'll see. we got some exciting stuff coming in the future. Yeah, I'm, so like I'm really looking forward. and stuff, right? Absolutely. And, and I think uh, one thing the listeners can be excited about, it's a good thing you got this started now because we're pre, you know, we're, it's ahead of the fall season. So we have some really interesting interviews that we're going to be lined up. Exactly. You know? And that's what I'm thrilled about. And, you know, you know, keep your fingers crossed we're able to land the people that we're targeting. Yeah. Um, that sounds like we're about to kill people. <laughs> we're not. No. That's for we we'll leave that for the movies right. and the TV shows and whatever else. There's this guy I'm talking to. He does horror comics, so oh. hopefully we can have that discussion for comic book fans or someone who just you know wants something a little you know, light reading. Yeah. So very cool. So we'll get started with Sleepaway Camp. Now this is one where our history goes back. You know we grew up around the corner from each other, and what we would do is you know matter what like I'd be go one. You know, Friday or Saturday, I would go somewhere, you would go somewhere, and then we'd meet at the corner. Right. And then we'd walk from the corner back to your house, ask your dad for a movie with his extensive horror movie collection, <laughs> and we'd watch. Yes. And that'd be it. And then, so this one came up as, you know, me asking, oh, have you ever seen, you seen Sleepaway Camp? Pretty much. And the thing is, you talk about that, like, that was the thing that we did yeah. in high school and even into college when video yeah. rental stores were still a thing. But, yeah, my dad had everything from beta, uh, VHS, DVD. And it was one of those things, like, we always relied on either seeing something that we were familiar with or, mm -hmm. you know, having dad kind of recommend something that we may have never seen because he liked a lot of those, like, B-horror movies. But Sleepaway Camp was one of those films, and, and I love... I'm pretty deep, I think, yeah. into horror history. I love horror films. I missed that one completely. Yeah. And he just had it. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, hey, you know, Big Ed, do you have this? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, it's hard to describe the library that we had access to right. at a time before um, you could just stream stuff online, too. Yeah. Like, that's been the biggest game changer. Like, when we were trying to go through stuff, we were going to random video rental stores like you know typically like hollywood and blockbuster um but just your dad had a collection that was not not in those rental stores no definitely so not. that gave us a lot of access to a lot of random things where people would be like oh have you ever heard of this and I'm like yeah <laughs> i have <laughs> <laughs> so we got in the wrong business we should have opened up our own unique uh store hey here we are oh now gosh. say redriverhorror.com takes off right. next thing you know there's a redriverhorror.com store that's right i'd be okay with that do a brick and mortar store of like video rentals and kitschy stuff mm -hmm. and we we know Maybe like a little theater in there we, i mean yeah and we know a, a, like a good amount but there's other people in the area who are even way deeper into it than we are so there's oh stuff yeah we have it's not even on our radar yet but sleepaway mm -hmm. camp was on your radar and that was so here's the thing you have to understand that's like funny about those moments in the basement where we're just like have this vast library to pick from. Not only did my dad have Sleepaway Camp 1, but he had a box set. Yes. Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, 3, and then the impending Sleepaway Camp 4, which, I, sad to say, I missed completely after that little bit of footage that was available so we watched time. we actually watched that so let's we'll get started with um 
the the very first one. So the very first one was made in 1983. Really, I think it was probably filmed in where are my notes? Because like here's the kicker: it's a summer camp, right? Yeah. Now I don't know if you remember the intro video, like the introduction of the movie where it's like doing a scroll over of like out the outdoors. It's fall, like there's foliage, like, all the leaves are brown. <laughs> I missed that completely. A lot of people do. Yeah. So it's like, so the thing is, a lot of it was shot not like when the camp was off. Like, right. it's an active camp that the writer director, that's uh, Robert Hiltzik, mm-hmm. actually went to. Oh, okay. And that's how he knew of the spot. And that was like the interesting thing. It's like, why, uh, you know, one, he'd been to the grounds and he it's like why a camp and then the interesting thing for a camp for a horror movie is because there's just so many locations for things to happen you know you have separate cabins you have a lake you have the woods you have you know and you know think about all the kills in that movie they take advantage of every single one yes (laughs) no and that's what people see you you and i have been from the indie side of it you and i have been on that side of filmmaking as well yeah so it's you think of the films that you enjoy the horror films you enjoy like sleepaway camp it's just like oh okay another slasher movie set at a summer camp it's just like well people don't have like the resources to to create these big soundstage type environments and you have to really rely on what is accessible to you yeah no i mean do you want to take a shot at what the budget was i I actually read before the show what the budget was do you know how they got the budget. I don't. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. So initially, so Robert Hiltzik, it you know writes, directs, you know starts lobbying to get you know some financial backing. Sure. It's actually kind of sad, where so fifty he was able to get fifty thousand, the three hundred thousand comes from a life insurance payout from his oh. mom. So his mother wow. passed away. So then you catch that ending credit. There's a a memoriam. Yes. So that most of the budget came from a life insurance payout. She oh. died in a accident, I believe. Yeah. And the movie starts with an accident. Correct. Wow. I that's something I had <laughs> never known about that film. Yeah. yeah. So another interesting thing, and the other thing is, at that time, if we were to look at other like camp, like what's the first thing you notice when it's like you know a bunch of young people working at a camp? in a in a horror movie how old do they really look <laughs> not of high school age <laughs> no, they're usually in their like mid low to mid 20s yeah because they're adults and they're easier to hire to work with yes well sleepaway camp actually changed that too it's a majority uh, 18 and under cast wow yeah for authenticity so we have our two main characters where so we have uh angela Who's played by Felissa? Uh, Felissa Rose. Felissa Rose. Yes. Hoping to talk Ooh. to her at some point. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, it's sold out, so if even if we advertise it, she's going to be at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. Ah, okay. So she's going to be up there. It's already sold out, but we might be able to finagle our way in. We'll I've see. spoken with those guys before uh, at so. a convention a few years back. But yes, uh, important yeah. to note. The Mahoning Drive-In, uh, so we're both in Philadelphia. Joe mm-hmm. and I are based in Philadelphia. And right up the Northeast Extension, if you get off at the Lee Heighton exit, a little bit ways from there is the Mahoning uh, Valley Drive-In. 
already a great spot to visit, and I, I don't mean to give them a big plug like this, but already a great spot to visit, but especially now, we're recording this, yeah. not in quarantine, but at the very, yeah. almost under quarantine circumstances. I mean, there's two places that are going to get brought up a few times. I don't expect anything from them, and <laughs> I just like those places a lot, and one is Mahoning Drive-In, where I, last time I was there, I saw Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about that that we can tell at another time. Okay. And then the other is uh, Viva La Video in Ardmore. Oh, PA. Viva Video. Oh, Viva Video. Viva Video. I can't help it. I know. That law comes out. It's, it's, I've been corrected so much. I'm sorry. By myself, other things. It's just Viva Video Yeah. in Ardmore. Yes. Wonderful place. Also with a great you know, cult movie selection. Mm-hmm. So. The last so, rental store. So, but yes, yeah, so Felissa Rose will be uh, there. She'll be there in September. I think, I think it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, but th- those tickets are sold out. Okay. So there's that, and then they also just announced the Bruce Campbell one, but I don't. Expect that is to have another one that you're that. not going to get into, and is very expensive. <laughs> or like we won't get into it. We could try, but uh, I, I yeah. just don't think that's going to happen. But Felissa Rose, for yeah. all intents and purposes, has embraced the uh, Angela character, knows very well her fan base and how many people that movie has affected. So, oh yeah, so like our two our two main characters, so we have Felissa Rose as Angela, mm-hmm. who's you know she is our the the girl of Sleepaway Camp. Most people listening to this probably already have seen it. That's fine. And then the other is her cousin, played by Jonathan Tiersten. He plays Ricky. Yeah, he's yeah. Ricky. 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 Angela and Ricky. I don't even know why I'm saying that's so weird. It's like I know that, but whatever. Yeah, the two young Panthers. <laughs> but just a quick but, so, you, you yeah. said people might have seen it. I would expect if you're listening to the Red River Horror Podcast and voted on it and chose Sleepaway Camp, you would have seen it. But if yeah. not, quick synopsis. Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions gets their comeuppance. Right. Perfect. So, so in the movie, it's a whole whodunit. Yep. You know, campers are mysteriously being murdered, and it's like, what happened? You know, what's going on? And the first thing that you can pick up on is just like, oh, people are picking on Angela. Mm. Or her cousin, uh, Ricky's also a suspect. Um. So let's get into uh, Felissa Rose a little bit about her being cast in that role. So she was 13 at the time, and she was actually picked over by someone who made a name for herself. It's uh, Jane Zakrakowski. Yes. Known for, you know, 30 Rock. Uh, here's a nut for random. Allie McBeal. Oh. Oh, (laughs) Allie McBeal. Throwback. Jeez. So, yeah. She actually, Felicia Rose got the part over her, which was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and one of the things, because she was young and there's her parents didn't want her to partake in any of the murder scenes. Okay. So that's why another, one of the reasons where you'll see uh, just the hands or it's from the camera, it's from first person point of view. Right. Of, you know, that's why you'll never, you never actually see Angela kill anybody mm-hmm. and now someone is listening and be like oh but you see her at the doorway no you don't you do not see felissa rose at all in any of the murder scenes wow. and i'll tell you why 
so one the parents didn't want her in it so the alternate is that they had um is it da, 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 wow man keep losing my, keep losing my names here the guy was the, 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 the jonathan tierston try and remember that joe jonathan tierston jonathan jonathan tierston who plays ricky he filmed it's his hands every time okay. so every time you see those hands like coming out with like the knife or strangle pull whatever it's him and there's one scene where um the kill they just had the actor jonathan tierston in a wig and if you look really close like it's a split second where it's like angela's at the door and someone's like angela and no it's actually jonathan tierston hmm. in a wig so there's a fan theory out there it's just like oh it had to have been both of them at the same time like in cahoots oh i've never heard that yeah i like so there's so now there's... speculation post mm -hmm. it's it's release and you know cult status and all that stuff so now people are trying to connect to the two as maybe they did this right as a tag team. so people are trying to connect the dots it's like well it's clearly there's that part where it's ricky in a wig and not angela but that is 100 percent not on purpose like it's only on purpose because the actress felissa rose couldn't right. film that and they tried and you know it's dark like you have to like pause and job like you know really get in there and be like oh, that's not her like you know you catch it at a glimpse and be like oh that's not you know but but this brings something up that i actually really enjoy about sleepaway camp and other like films of its time i love see that kind of silhouetting in, in a slashers like yeah i that creeps me out so you see i, I think i can't remember if it was in the walk-in freezer in sleepaway camp specifically mm -hmm. but when you see the silhouette of somebody standing there that is the murderer uh i, I think prom night did that really well oh man you beat me too i was about oh, to sorry. Was, no 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 we'll we'll, okay. we'll go back to that just so, remind me to come back to that but but anyway like so being so of the age that when you and i saw it pro, uh, high school age middle high school age that still scared me at the time because you can always think of someone in the doorway standing mm -hmm. there silhouetted that you don't recognize just like in the mothman prophecies yeah not really that great of a film but that one scene where the guy's standing there silhouetted it's just that that kind of imagery always always gets to me and did at least at that time mm -hmm. a lot yeah yeah no that it gets me it's it gets me to this day if we go walk over to like where my i'm working mm -hmm. um my my desk is right next to our we have like our bathroom and walk-in closet right okay. there where the cat likes to sleep <laughs> and then like sometimes i'll just forget that she's in there and just like a door will just like gradually open <laughs> and i'm just like ah! <laughs> yeah but so. oh and also people listening uh i mean spoiler alert we're actually we're going to be talking uh about who the like it is it is somewhat of a whodunit just know that we, we know who does it so. oh yeah i mean we're we're <laughs> The narrate when we when I put up the tags, this is you know, spoiler alert. We're okay. talking about the movie. We're not building it up. We're not advertising for you to go see it. <laughs> yes. So we're talking about you know the the sleepaway camp lore. Right. <laughs> yep. So we have that. We're just talking about uh, Felissa Rose, you know, getting cast but not being able to do any of the murder scenes. So mm -hmm. her co-star Jonathan Tierston, who plays Ricky, her cousin, does all the all the kills. It's on the on camera credit. So, so, I mean, 
everybody like you know if you don't know the like the big twist ending is what gets everybody Mm -hmm. and that's the one where it's like even that where it's just like okay well you see her face and it's like now when you think about that final scene where we you know it's revealed that it's angela it's always scared the crap out of me because angela wasn't born angela and they shadow that going into it because uh their her parents were killed and she goes to live with an aunt who already has a son who doesn't want another son she wants a daughter and that's where you see like the child the little boy in the bandages and she's like angela isn't that a pretty name your name's angela and then forces this boy to become angela and that's where you see a naked body with a a dinger a donger oh a, a, a penis oh yes <laughs> yeah which with a girl's face which right. you know first time i saw this i didn't know that was a possibility or did i because i don't know i might have been watching some jerry springer at the time like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. wow so when the world it was the 90s i was gonna say we're covering the whole spectrum sleepaway camp one of the slashers from some our summer camp in yeah. the 1980s jerry springer in the 90s we saw it in the 2000s but but yes that scene is what you had you had given it away to me not what it was mm. but you had said oh dude like you just you, you the last scene just it, it right. makes me sick I mean, so that kind of sold me on it it's because you know a lot of decision making went into watching those films back in the day we had to pick i we, we got to make sure we're not watching a dud oh yeah so you're, you're selling this film to me saying no dude oh yeah seriously it's, the uh, last yeah i mean it's it's the part that gets that you never forget it's the you know it's terrifying so let's just i'm just lining this up real quick um you know the part it just scared it this is the part that really truly scared me to the point where it's like i had i had nightmares nightmares like just look at it So I think the part of that that bothered me the most is because, like, the face is so perfectly still. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you see a naked body and that face, and it's not moving, but it's making that sound. And it's like now knowing more about production, it's like, okay, that's clearly added in post. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not there. That's like they just, you know, took the still shot and had something like, <laughs> into a microphone for the effect. Worked on me. So, <laughs> well, well, and that's and that's what I was getting to when you when you were, again, because because we're we're skeptical of each other because we're growing up we had a lot of different things that we liked and it's just, sure oh, is Joe gonna like it is that gonna like it so you're telling me no no it's gotta be sleepaway camp got it it's just like okay you're talking about this <laughs> final scene well this is one of those moments where we got to the final scene and and I was I, like I immediately got goosebumps like I, I'm not one to like jump up and do anything but. It was like shocking. Like yeah. I was completely. So in other words, it lived up to what you were hyping it up as. Just like no, dude, this this part, this part, and I watch it, and I, I was terrified. Yeah, it's it's good. it's one of those ones that gets burned into your brain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's like that still of just like that face and like the. I mean, I don't care about the naked body. I'm just like whatever, you know. It's she has a penis. 
Yeah. Ah! Like that too. I was just like, ah, I'm so confused. That's not how this works. But then now it is. I, you know, whatever. We'll just keep moving from there. Yeah. Um, but it's like, so now learning how, how they did that is, you know, it was a small town where it's filmed. People around the town were excited. So I'm just going to throw a, f- a few facts at you with this. So in the movie, there's a part where you see like paramedics, mm-hmm. like EMT people. Those are actually like people who, for the local ambulance department. Oh, they're local EMT. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They just had them come. Like people were hyped. The local police, like there's a scene with uh, the police officer. Uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. That's not important. But either way, there's a cop mm-hmm. using an actual town. It's the actual town's cop car and <laughs> uniform. Wow. Yeah. Another fun, quick fun fact about that cop. If you want to, if you're watching the movie, pick up in his first scenes. He has a real mustache. And then the actor got another job. Didn't think he was going to be back. Got a call back. Had shaved off his mustache. No time to put one back on. And there's a few shots with just a very, very bad fake mustache <laughs> there's a lot of little things in production in this movie where it's like people caught like quick pauses and it's just like oh so we already did that with the wig and then the cops another one where if like you actually see this mustache you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> right no but i wouldn't uh, along a first watch and we were watching it on dvd so at that time it had to be the top mm-hmm. technological way to watch it would be through dvd with the sound and the video mm-hmm yeah, you're. I'm never. See, that's that's one thing about me. It's like I'm so not tuned into that side of it. So even it goes back to even Rocky Four when you said, "No, watch <laughs> Apollo's gloves like missing." I'm glove. just like, I never. I've watched Rocky Four a million times. Never in my life have seen that. So, yeah. so watching it now, of course, I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it. But, yeah. But see, at the at the time when you and I sit in the basement, I'm locked in. I'm not even paying attention yeah. that, that this mustache is just awful. <laughs> it's not good right <laughs> but that's fine and then we go back to then the naked body was just a low like they put out a flyer at a local college uh guy answered it said okay you know i think gave him a couple a couple hundred bucks be like all right buddy you're gonna just stand here and you know we're gonna shave you so that you're like look like a child and you're gonna stand here naked so the act the the guy who did that has never been his identity has never been revealed. Wow. He's never came out. Like and one of the reasons for that they say he got like real cold feet the day of the shoot mm-hmm. and you know gave him some beers, some booze just to like get him loose. And then all he had to do was stand there and then it's a incredibly well done prosthetic mask of Melissa Rose's face. And that's why it's so perfectly still. And then, like, if you look, you know, if you you want to really take a deep look, then you can see it's like, oh, okay, they're painted, like, glass eyes. Right. Painted the skin, but the skin and everything's just perfect and, like, the teeth. But that's why it's, like, just so still. Right. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, that's, it's one of those images that you even said it when we were just talking about this first episode. You said it going into the show. It's one of those images, if you're a horror fan. That is burned into your brain. Yeah. I would not recognize glass eyes and anything like that. That was, that face, when you see that, I mean, there, you've been to some of the conventions now, some of the different, well, at least the comic book conventions. Yeah. And there has been a horror contingent that's kind of infiltrated the, the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Any of those live events you go to, undoubtedly someone's either selling a magnet or a shirt of that, just the face itself. You know, looking, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's everywhere. 
Yes. You know, it's uh, like it's almost as iconic at cons as the, you know, just the traditional the evil dead reaching up. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that's it's just one of the most common button stickers posters that you you're going to see. So, but you know, we're we'll, <laughs> and then the fun thing is the ones that people definitely didn't see were the 2 and 3. I can't imagine many <laughs> many would. That's something that we saw because I your dad had the box set. <laughs> Which also has the clip from the fourth one that was never finished. Right. And that looked like it was, well, I mean, guess we'll get into it, but that looked like it was filmed on like a handheld. Sleep, I mean, by the time they got to Sleepaway Camp 4. Like a lot of uh, series that aren't as, we, like we picked up on this for another thing that we're going to do about Phantasm, where it's like, whereas the first one, you can see the production values dip because they just don't have that budget. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp falls victim to the same thing. Now, why don't you drop? You want to drop the fun fact? So, Felissa Rose, who plays uh, the title character Angela, you know Angela. What you know? Believe it or not. So we have <laughs> Robert Hiltzik. He is trying to gather the funding for to make a sequel because the first one had had success. You Absolutely. know, it's three hundred fifty thousand budget. Ended up doing a total box office of eleven million. Now, back in 1983, in the 80s, uh, movie distribution, very different. Uh, if you remember when we were kids, it would be like uh, playing in select cities. Yes. So everything used to operate that way. It's like they would pick markets, and uh, basically what uh, distribution companies would do is you pick a couple markets and just see how it does hmm. there before pumping in the money for a nationwide release. So Sleepaway Camp went up against... <laughs> Yentl. Oh. <laughs> Babs. And um, Amityville 3D. Okay. So I would say it ended up just trouncing Amityville 3D and ticket sales. But Amityville had a name. You it know, did. Amityville Horror had a name. And this, you know, Sleepaway Camp did better and ended up getting the full production, which prompted our Robert Hiltzik to seek to make a sequel. Well, Apparently that's not so easy. So he ended up selling off to a guy who goes by, what is it, Michael Simpson? Michael Simpson, that's the name. Michael? Michael! Michael. But yeah, Michael A. Simpson then takes over. It does, the, the second one does get a higher budget, but it doesn't feel like it has a higher budget. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that's just from the lighting of being outside. The some of the promo like take a look at this poster what do you what do you see in this poster trying to sell sleepaway camp 2 yeah so we got a jason mask and a freddy glove right so now <laughs> we're in the mid 80s we're just like hey hey this is good too you'll like it yeah you'll like this look a freddy glove and a jason mask we're at a camp mm-hmm. come on and then it's the 80s so here's a fun thing is that felissa rose wanted that part of angela in sleepaway camp 2 Really? Yeah. That I had never heard. No, but I, I during our research here, it's yes. like, yeah, no, she was 100% on board hoping to get that job. But Michael A. Simpson, who did Sleepaway's Camps 2 and 3, mm-hmm. opted for his first choice because maybe he thought that this name would make the movie bigger. So do you want to tell the people who that person was? 
Oh, absolutely. It's none other than Freehold, New Jersey's own Pamela Springsteen. Pamela Springsteen, <laughs> sister of Bruce. <laughs> Born to run, baby. And she sure was. So, I mean, hey, you know, actually, there's a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes for Sleepaway Camp 2 is not that bad. But I think Rotten Tomatoes, we can be a little more generous with horror movies because a lot of horror movie fans are not as judgmental as some other genres. Yes. Like, you get some breaks. Yes. Although, on Rotten Tomatoes, we do have a critic for RedRiverHorror.com. Well, um, one of the top uh, from the past 20 years, Stacey Lane Wilson. So oh, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, especially for the big box theater releases of films, you'll see Red River Horror on there. That's right. RedRiverHorror.com. Yes. Thrilling. So, That's awesome. And her articles are great. They're they totally are. worth reading. And yeah. it's not like she's not just, you know, she's seen every generation of horror that we're familiar with. Like, yeah. And before that, like she's just extremely knowledgeable. So she's a little bit tougher on film. So I, I would be curious to hear how she felt about Sleepaway Camp 2. That's a great point. Well, at, at some point, like if, when she has the time, we'll yeah. you know, definitely have her do some podcasts with us too. Mm-hmm. But so. I, I would, I, personally, with Sleepaway Camp 2, and we've we've seen some real winners and some real duds in the basement over the years. Oh, uh, yeah. Sleepaway Camp 2 didn't really do it for me. <laughs> no, because, so it's, it's cheesy in the sense of, okay, so this, like, Angela gets caught. The end is the two counselors seeing her there rubbing the guy's head. Yeah. She's butt naked, hissing. Yeah. It's like, you're not getting out of that. No. It's like you, were able, you weren't really overpowering people with your kills. You were killing people, you know, crafty-like. Sure. Um, but I guess there were some things, like, with all the kids in the sleeping bags. Like, you know, but still, it's a horror movie. Yes. Good time. Um, so Angela does get so, caught so at the conclusion. Fel- Feliz- yeah, she gets caught. So it's the second one is, oh, she escapes from a mental institution uh, and is has like a full sex change so no more dick it's a full no not a, not anymore like that's okay. that part's gone now it's she's 100 percent female build right which like pamela springsteen like pam like the actual actress pamela springsteen yes sister of bruce now there's another sister in this movie of a famous family which like just trying their best to like get names rather than you know, quality names rather than quality movie. And that is Renee Estevez. Oh. Sister of, can you guess? I'm guessing Emilio Estevez. Emilio! And, I guess it would have Carlos to be. Carlos Estevez, a.k.a. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So, so it didn't quite work out. <laughs> I, I just have to interject. Mm-hmm. So I did not know about Renee Estevez's involvement. When we were younger... It was in big letters on the back of that box set, Pamela Springsteen. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know about Renee Estevez, so I'm guessing that Michael A. Simpson took the film in a very hot time for the genre yeah. and thought, let's attach some names to it. Yep. But it wasn't Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, or Bruce Springsteen. But no. let's attach these names to it, and people will come. We'll give we'll give her the picture with the Jason mask and the Freddy glove. Yep. And it didn't. And it didn't just work. didn't work. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. Um, it's you know it comes off. I don't know how it's just nothing really clicks. It's just like trying too hard. Uh, you know, it's like clear that like oh Angela's like sees something that she doesn't like, like a 
you know, one of the boys being a peeping Tom, now he's going to get punished. Where the girls are acting a little slutty, so then they get punished. Like, that's, it's all just like, you know, it's similar. The first one's like that, where it's like she kills based on people messing with her, but more legitimate. Like, the one cook tries to molest her. So, yeah. yeah. Right. She goes and fucking kills him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when we're talking about siblings and other relatives, here's one in the very first one. Now, I don't know if you knew this. Oh, no. Now, the one chef, the big fat white guy, he gets killed. And there's another one who's the character. That character's name is Ben. It's an older black guy. Is played by a man named Robert Earl Jones. No. That is the father of James Earl Jones. Wow. Right? Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's that's a good nugget. I like that. Yeah, it was like, throw, throw that in there. Like, So you have James Earl Jones' dad in that one. <laughs> now we have the second one featuring the sisters of Bruce Springsteen, and Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen. Yes. Not, well, you know, I I don't know if I can tell people too much about it. The, ones, the sad part is that Felicia Rose uh, was, you know, willing, wanting to be a part of it. By this time, she would have been uh, like 18. So okay. it would have worked out really well. Whereas like, uh, Pamela Springsteen, you know, looks younger but looks older. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really, you know, eighties is harder because can't their hair's bigger and I don't know. And and that's the thing. So you see, Pamela Springsteen, who's the escaped, um, the escaped yeah. Angela from the first one. So yeah, she's she would have been in her late twenties when they filmed that. So yeah, it's like that's it. You can tell it looks like a huge age jump. <laughs> Well, one of the things, and I guess I guess we could play it for our audience here in, in the the way of a podcast, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But one of the things that does creep me out in in horror films and even in non horror films is the like the songs, things that people S- sing. So so Pamela Springsteen does have a moment in the beginning, and I don't think that moment is meant to be creepy. I think it's most could meant to kind of put you a little bit on her side correct but the song still creeps me out when we when we started watching Camp, uh, sleepaway camp 2 hearing her sing and play the guitar i was like well it's yeah. a little creepy it's supposed to reel you in right but uh yeah for me it did it, the opposite yeah it was, it's tough because everything that the first sleepaway camp tries to do you know having a young cast mm-hmm. Um, you know, being mysterious. This one does the exact opposite. The campers are all in their 20s. And it's very obvious. You know, based on it's like, oh, well, you know, she already did it. But then, like, they try and do, like, the the shooting of it the same, where it's all first person. That's the only thing it really takes from... from First person point of view? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, this was a reach, which is, you know, whatever. That's fine. Uh, and then you have Sleepaway Camp 3, which is Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, yes. which, you know, we have <laughs> still Pamela Springsteen. I don't think, I think this one we were trying to dig, like when we were looking at the box that we were like, oh, is there any other relatives in this one? Uh, not that I can think of or not that I was really able to find that would be like really worth mentioning but this one three is like they're all in like tents that's 
<laughs> like, like why I, you know, she escapes the other one. Everyone knows it's her. It's also Michael Simpson. Uh, came out, you know, a year after the other one. Ugh. Ooh, that's never good. Just reading the synopsis. Ooh, see, look at the drop off. Fifty-five for two yes. on Rotten Tomatoes. Thirteen percent. Now, if you would like to, our favorite part of Sleepaway Camp Three was one line. <laughs> so, if you wouldn't mind, would you please deliver that line from Sleepaway Camp Three: Teenage Wasteland? So, yeah. So this is funny to us. Remember, if it's not funny to you, we get it. But to yeah, us, that's that's fair. It's the the so, highlight, the sure. highlight of the movie for us was this one line. He's like, "Party all night, teenage wasteland." Yeah, <laughs> and this is like a thirty-five-year-old man right. with blonde with hair. With blonde hair, and, and funny at the time, he reminded me of the singer of the Ataris. It's <laughs> <laughs> just at the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a twist of like that trilogy. After that, we actually didn't watch. There's a whole other trilogy. Oh no! So it, similar to your favorite horror series, Halloween. Okay. Whereas, um, oh, excuse me, where Robert Hiltzik gets the rights back. Oh. And creates his own Return to Sleepaway Camp, starring Felissa Rose. Hmm. was released in 2008 and it completely ignores two and three just like halloween h2o completely ignored uh four and five and and then and six (laughs) and then the most recent halloween ignores four five six h2o resurrection right right so it has that um that feel of forgetting about being like okay we're gonna do a different sequel you did have some nuggets for me that I did not know. That was the one I got. Gotcha! Yeah, because cause I see Return to Sleepaway Camp. I've heard of it, but you got to put it in like the time. Like So now we're, we're adults. Yeah. We work. You're a yeah. father. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm married. You're going to be married. Yeah. This life is a lot different from when we were able to spend a full day doing whatever we were doing. Yeah. Then converge on the basement and watch a film. So... The fourth one that was previewed in that box set kind of got away from me there. And then just looking up some stuff for notes for today's show, and I didn't look too hard into it. Mm-hmm. I saw a return to Sleepaway Camp in 08, and my thought initially was, oh, they finally got around to making it. Right. <laughs> no. No. That's actually not the case. Right. So what happened is in they, um, Robert Hiltzik is able to get um, the funding and it, you know do a new sequel. To no. his sleepaway camp. So it picks up off where the first one ends. Completely ignores two and three. <clears throat> and stars Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tiersten. Wow. So we get the two original main characters back. And then that ended up being released in 2008. And which was followed up by. And then. Then it started getting out of control after that, but then they did Sleepaway Camp Reunion? No, oh, no. So he started going off as well. But Well, I mean, he wanted to, so the idea was that he wanted to do his own he wanted to do his own trilogy. And he got that with Return to Sleepaway Camp and then did their third that came out in two thousand ten, which was Sleepaway Camp Reunion three D. So two thousand ten when everything yes. they could put in three D just as a gimmick was I can't believe someone gave him the funding for that. That surprises me. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, you really are talking... Among horror fans, they know Sleepaway Camp is a classic mm-hmm. cult horror film. They love it. But wait. There's more. There's more. Oh. So we got the 3D one out of the way, which would complete his yeah. trilogy. Well, they were able to piece together archive footage and finish that Sleepaway Camp 4 and call it Sleepaway Camp 4 The Survivor. Not worth. I don't think that one's worth our time. It's more of just uh. like a cut together piece. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah that's the part that i wanted to surprise you with i was like oh surprise with this not only is that the trilogy we saw yes but there's a whole you know other trilogy that's separate but still all based off of that first movie similar to your favorite horror, horror saga halloween wow yeah all right so that's and i guess in the world now of streaming we don't have to rely on random box sets purchased no. Uh, at various places for different prints of a movie or things like that, I think we can just head on to one of your favorite streaming services and yeah. actually watch. Yeah, so we have something that we'll be watching soon. You know, if anybody wants us to talk about how we feel about that, that's fine. But we're, I don't know, I, I feel like with this podcast, we're just going to be having fun and having good conversations and then, you know, other, you know, good, re- good research. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, th- I knew that would be a bit of a surprise for us. So we got some some That's fresh exciting. fresh films to watch, oh. you know. And anybody else who wants to do that, it's like you know, watch the first Sleepaway Camp. You can watch the other two, uh, and be underwhelmed. But if you have again, to watch, I understand horror people; they might yeah. have to watch them now. That's I mean that's how I feel about it. Yeah, for the most part. Um, no, you know, two, two, it just falls into everything when we're reading about what they wanted to do with the first one. It becomes everything that they wanted to not be. So having, you know, the original two stars for another two sequels, we'll be able to finish what I guess is the real trilogy of Sleepaway Camp. Sure. So. Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah. Because this is, again, uh, so this will be the week of July 26th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take it throughout this whole week. That's how, the, I guess, the podcast world works. Yeah. So we have this whole week. This is on the back end pretty much of a quarantine. So Joe and I, we're in, again, Philadelphia. So as of, I think it was Friday the 13th, March 13th is when there were rumblings of the governor shutting down the state, like shelter in place, right. quarantine and all that stuff. So it was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we had never experienced anything like that. So no. we are still feeling the ramifications of that. I mean, no, it's not just open up the door and everybody's free to go everywhere. We're still in somewhat of a quarantine. We, yeah, we went back to our roots. We did. Watching movies. You know, we're doing it outside <laughs> Yeah, on a screen. It's great. Now, here, one little bit as we start to wrap this one up, yep. because like you had mentioned, music. Yes. So one of the things that I love about like older horror movies is that they had written scores. Like it wasn't like you weren't just grabbing, you know, big name artists. Mm-hmm. Like you'd hire somebody to write a song for the movie. Like you know my favorite was the Ramones. Absolutely. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Classic. So Sleepaway Camp, it's like you know that I never like. I never thought about the lyrics so much. Right. So I want you to take a look at the lyrics with me. To finish off. 
Sorry for the folks listening in case the uh, audio is a little screwy over something we're working on. Yeah. So, you know that music. Yep. When I look into your eyes, it comes as no surprise. You slip away. Angie. <laughs> Not a masquerade. You're not afraid. Yeah. Um, been looking for. So, I don't know why he's been looking for that. <laughs> oh boy. That's what I'm like trying to figure out. Like, the truth will hold inside. So you have that that first part where it's like, I know it's not a masquerade, right. or it's it's only a masquerade. I know you're not afraid because you know Angela's on. It's you know was born a boy, forced to become a girl. Yes. With that internal pain, and like I don't. What I, the only thing I was able to find about the writing of this song is that the uh, composer, the songwriter, was found in like a coffee shop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had seen. And they're like, "Hey, you know, you want to write the song? You want to write a song for us?" I was like, sure. Right. I mean, it worked out, but I, I think maybe. So I'm bringing this up for the next episode, or a very soon in the future episode. Sure. Um, going over some of my favorite horror movie scores, and another one in there that you mentioned earlier is Prom Night. Oh yeah. Which Prom Night song? It's just so perfect for like it's just the '70s cheesy prom song <laughs> i wasn't around for that but if i think of like the stereotypical like corny song that's like i don't know from like radio play mm-hmm. it would be this wow like it's like what's a, what's a, what would a song sound like that wasn't like super popular but still got on the radio this would be that song. <laughs> this is it like you know what i mean how there's those songs that just like they're here and then they disappear yeah you know I just I see I like the yeah that was very I mean th- there was some good stuff yeah back then. I mean I'm not saying uh, believe me I'm not gonna sit in my room and be like oh yeah let's pop on the sleepaway camp the the official song to it but that that's no that's I mean pretty creepy what a cool gig to get <laughs> yeah like imagine being offered be like hey can you write a song for this movie and it's like first thing you gotta do is you know you want to come up if it's a horror film you gotta come up with, like that kind of score something with like that good vibe like something creepy you know think about we're going right back to halloween with carpenter just sitting at a piano yep you know and then building on that you know it's pretty incredible yeah like there's just so many cool things and you you got that there too which is just very 80s with the synth and bass drum machine that's all i can really hear making noise i think that's all it is it's well but hey like, you know, just sitting down and doing the work. Like, that's pretty, like, I Absolutely. just find that as a really cool gig. So I plan on doing some stuff covering songs from uh, horror movies. I like that. Yeah. And the good thing is, there's there's a platform for all that stuff now. Just like with a podcast. There's, mm-hmm. there's like, if you do that, that work won't be unnoticed. You can actually share that 
with with the world. Yeah, you know. So it's pretty. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a fun it's time. Having a great time. You know, redriverhorror.com. Yeah, I guess growing, building. Well, we'll we'll wrap yeah. it up. Twenty seventeen yeah. is actually when the site went live. But mm. again, you know, we we have busy lives, and then we try our best to to uh, contribute as much as we can. So yeah. I want to thank Joseph Cresfi. Joe Zakreski for kicking off the the first podcast, getting yep. the channel up, and I just wanted to mention every month Nick Cush, the founder of Movie Babble, he kind of gives like a nice written preview with yeah. the trailers of what's to come that month. Yeah. So I figured since we're in the week of July twenty sixth, um, I'll announce some of those films that were released. Uh, you have Amulet. So and that was from Sundance actually, a horror story about a caring for the elderly and depicts former soldier Tomaz, who aids the lonely Magda in caring for her ailing mother. So you can see Amulet now, and obviously we're in, we're still on the back end of this quarantine, mm-hmm. so you're not going to see it in theaters, but you could see a video on demand. And the other other one that was exciting, this is from IFC Films, yeah. um, who makes really good... Ooh, the Rental. Yes. Sorry, rental. I didn't mean to jump no. over you, but uh, I when I read Nick's article and mm-hmm. watched the trailer, this one really, really caught my eye. Yes. Yeah. This this is an exciting one and getting a lot of uh, buzz among the horror community. So the rental, um, two couples grow weary. The rental house owner might be spying on them as sinister intentions and secrets come about. So something to think about with in this Airbnb B&B type world that we live in mm-hmm. right now. So the rental. So those are the two for this week, um, the week of July 26th. Amulet and the rental available video on demand. Yeah. Um, again, you can check Nick Cush from Movie Babble. He's at moviebabble.com, but he does the uh, every month he kind of compacts everything for and, us. And if you want to find the trailer really quick, just go on to redriverhorror.com. Exactly. Bang. Check it out. No, no extra searching. You can just mm. go right there. So, Joe, this this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate. Yeah, man. Getting this started, and to all the people that voted, um, for. The three movies again, great, great choices, especially in the yeah. summertime. Yeah, that's you know, it's it's that summer feel, the summer killers, even though most of them don't come out in the summer. But hey, yeah. So, <laughs> but good. but you'll be elaborating on that again. The choices were Jaws, Friday the Thirteenth, and Sleepaway Camp. You chose Sleepaway Camp, so that's what Joe and I have just been talking about. So, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll sign off here. I'm Eddie Kayazo, the founder of RedRiverHorror.com. Joe, right. take him away. And I am your host of the Red River Horror Podcast, Joe Zakreski. Keep on traveling. Those channels appear. <laughs>